All right, everyone. If you pay attention, last episode was 152 with Ashley Ryan, a somatic sex educator. She talks a lot of things about that. This episode 153, once again, with Ashley Ryan, a somatic sex educator. Last episode, we ended it with some things where we talked about edging and and just a bunch of stuff. This episode, we're going to get some hands-on experience, and she's going to show us some things, and I'll just let Ashley show us what she wants to show us. Ashley? I'm really excited. All right, so we are, before we get to edging, we have to get rid of that desire you have to go for climax. Um, So what you have is we can have sex for procreation and that doesn't always have to be because we want to procreate. It can just be that is what our primal urge is and our brain is telling us. And so if, if um, we're feeling that urge to go to climax, we're in that primal sex for procreation mode. And we wanna move from that evolutionary standpoint of thinking to our current evolutionary standpoint where we are having sex for pleasure. Um, So we want to notice what pleasure is first. So I'm going to have you find just like an object near you. Um, I have a pen. You can use like anything around you. Okay, I have a pen right here. Okay, cool. So we're going to practice. This is an embodiment exercise. It's going to take about five minutes. Um, Before we get started, we want to make sure our phones are off. Um, Maybe we're listening to some gentle music. Maybe we have some aromatherapy going, Um, maybe some vanilla or some lavender, some frankincense. And what we want to do is make a connection with our object. So this can feel like really silly, but just give it a few minutes. Um, It can be, it can sound really simple, but it's actually very complex. So what I want you to do is just focus on your object and your breathing. We're gonna take some slow, deep belly breaths. I want you to inhale through your nose. Notice the air and through your nostrils. Feel your belly expand. Notice the air in your belly. And then as you exhale, feel your belly get smaller and feel the air travel out your mouth. So just focus on things like texture, temperature, try to get rid of those distracting thoughts in your head and just be with your object. And your only expectation is to notice pleasure. So maybe you are gently gliding pen between your fingertips. You're noticing the smooth texture. Maybe you have some bone and you're noticing some pinching or hardness, maybe something rough. Just notice what it feels like in your skin to touch the object. Maybe notice any colors, anything the object is trying to communicate with you. It's the temperature, it's cold, 
warm. Take a minute to explore. Stroke. Maybe just hold. See if you can slow your movements down by half. All you're doing is noticing pleasure. Maybe you're noticing it in your fingertips. You're noticing it in the palm of your hands. Maybe you're noticing it on your wrist, your elbow. be really difficult. You might be feeling lots of resistance. That's okay. Notice. Then try slowing your movements down again by half, just so that you're barely moving. If you can notice any energy, any feelings of electricity or tingliness, might be feeling numb or frozen, that's okay too. Just feeling, being present in the moment. Seeing what feels good. You might notice as you slow down, that feeling intensifies. Explore, look for pleasure. And slow your hands down again gradually until you come to a complete stop. I welcome any comments, reflections. Tell me if that was really lame. <laughs> Thoughts, feelings. It can be hard to do. It, that can be a challenging activity. I'll tell you. So here, here's my thoughts on that right there. Sure. When I started off, I was like, this kind of feels like a female thing to do. Right. We have a, we have a pen. It's, it's the first thing in my mind was okay. This is like a female playing with something that has got into the a man thing. Yeah. And as I relax more though, yin and yang. See, and as I relax more though, it became more of a like, hey, this is how I can touch my, you know, touch myself. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, this, so this is me. Yeah. Because usually I'm just, I'm there and I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I can just take my time and. Now I start picturing this being like the my, yeah my dickhead or can I say I can say this is my show that's my show I say dickhead I yeah I was gonna ask before if there were any like what I could say or not say yeah. 
Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to any of my other podcasts, trust me. There's there's only you can talk about the trust me. Um that's what I and that's what I thought about. So yes. That was that was pretty interesting. So uh, so I just wanna I wanna point something out real quick. That's what edging is. Okay. Okay. So using that is you 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 picked it up right right there you can use that as a tool um during self-pleasuring just slowing down maybe not even touching just holding the penis um and noticing the pleasure in that and that's how we we edge we get to that point of no return and then and then we play with these techniques to um continue that sexual energy and build to a, a more intense orgasm so here's here my question because I, I, when you talk about the edging thing let me know this is edging this is close I've come to edging um, so okay let's say you have your okay so you have your dick mm-hmm. it, gets, it gets hard you get excited but then with me once again it's, I was just, I don't know but with me I did get a certain size in the beginning now if I I can just come like that or if I wait and then my dick goes down again and then get harder again, each time it gets like Yes, that is warm. that is edging. Correct. So, so you I can do I have, so I do edge. Yeah, yeah. That's that's essentially what edging is. Um and, and that works for females as well. Um, and we, we are, our clitorises and our um, clitoral hoods can get hard after um, extended edging. So for me, that was, that was the maneuver that I learned and played with to experience ejaculation. And really, um, I've, I've timed myself on this. It takes like 30 minutes um, of playing with edging and orbiting and a few other techniques in, in my formula to get to ejaculation. So um, that works for women as well. Man, this uh, tantra, tantra, I like it. Tomato, tomato, I like it. I like it. Um, th- there's nothing I have, have a question about now. This, yeah, I start thinking about myself now afterwards. I'm like, so this is me holding myself like this. Okay. All right, Alice. I guess yeah, pretty interesting, man. Well, it, 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 that was just, that's your interpretation. So um, it, it's that, that um, it, it's open to interpretation. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be how you touch yourself, but that can just be one um, method that you can incorporate when, when you touch yourself. Um, but incorporating fantasy is, is very tantric. So um, you, you use, we use these tools and we don't necessarily um, categorize them like that. Huh. Well, I think that we'll see. That I'm, I'm glad you, you you talked about this because, especially with so much pornography out here right now, I think that with guys with pornography, let me stop saying guys. I don't know what anybody else does. Me with pornography, my goal is actually I don't think I have a goal. My my, my goal is not to sit there. You want to? It's procreation. That's yeah. your your primal brain is kicking in and you need to procreate right that's your primal urge um so using these tools and playing with pleasure and edging and the exercise we just did and maybe using it on other parts of your body will help you notice that pleasure 
um, so that you can rewire your brain. If you've heard of neuroplasticity, it's that our brains, yes, yes, yeah. um, we can change, right, we can change our habits. So noticing that pleasure and um, doing this over a period of time, having a regular mindful erotic practice um, where you can recreate uh, those uh, neurons and rewire your brain and choose sex for pleasure versus that primal sex for procreation urge that just kicks in when you see pornography and you get that hint of arousal and excitement and you're like, ooh, I need to come. <laughs> yes. So, ah, see, you, keep, you got all this. When I first knew as I talked to you, I had like one question in my mind. What is Tantra? Now I've got a bazillion of them. Um, so let me ask you this because I had an addiction with cocaine and I, and I, I heard of the sex. And I, for me, it, it, it got me to think about sex. Some people say it does, some people say it doesn't. So my question to you is this. That was a trigger of mine. I see a lady. You know, I'm, I'm, I see a cute ass, and now even if it be off a commercial, right. it could be anything. A lady could be vacuuming, a commercial for a vacuum with a nice ass. I'm thinking cocaine, either, mm -hmm. either, either, you know. Yeah, that's that's your body responding to stress. So you feel stressed, and your fight or flight kicks in, and you're not thinking it your most clearly your body is trying to protect you and wants to feel safe so it that's that's its go-to response to feel better so that could, so that, so what you're talking the somatic stuff is actually can, that can work for can that work for like well, it's, it's mindfulness so you're you're reprogramming your way this your brain the same way um, I was really addicted to sugar I used to be 220 pounds I am 150 pounds right now. Um, because I had a sugar addiction and being mindful of asking myself, um, am I eating this for pleasure or am I eating this for nutrition? And not that it's, it's, it's fine to eat for pleasure. I eat for pleasure all the time. Um, but being aware of that and noticing like, okay, I'm, I'm eating for pleasure a little too much. Maybe I need to stop eating the cookies and maybe I need to eat for nutrition more. Um, and being aware of that and how your body reacts. So it's again, developing that somatic literacy. Like I start to feel stressed and I go for a donut and it's right. becoming aware of that stress pattern and knowing about yourself. So like you said, going back to loving and knowing yourself first, right? right. So it, it all triggers back to, or it, it goes back to those triggers, right? What are my stress triggers? How does my body respond to stress? Um, so you can also freeze or disassociate. Um, and so my stress response is to freeze. I'll freeze up when I get stressed. I don't, um, I will fight. I will go into fight or flight, but there's also freeze where my, my body just kind of goes numb and I can't move and my brain is racing and I'm bug eyed. Um, and you can also disassociate where you're physically here, but you're mentally somewhere else and you're not emotionally connected to the situation. So, um, by exploring what your stress response is and being aware of that, you can mindfully re-program um, your brain to choose a different autopilot and yeah that works for for all all triggers so you let, let me let, let me switch gears a minute from from that to the other question I have for you because I'm, sure. this is definitely something that should be applied when I was in drug rehab at my drug rehab 
We had a life coach, uh, a spiritual advisor, and a therapist. Right. I think they should have incorporated something like this. Right. So I'm, I'm not a therapist. I practice education um, and teaching people about their bodies, but also we do incorporate the mental part of it, right? Because sexuality isn't just physical. Um, it's mental and it's spiritual. So yes, those are absolutely, and, and sexuality, right? Um, sex, everybody, everybody has sex. That's our driving force in life. Um, so to ignore that aspect of it as well, I think is detrimental. Um, but yeah, actually, absolutely. I think it's, it's absolutely um, necessary to overcome um, and to really revive yourself and experience vitality after overcoming um, something really hard like an addiction. That, if that would have been there, that would have been an excellent thing to have. Because a lot of people I, I talked to, like I told one guy, after I got out, I called him. He's like my sponsor. I said, man, I think we're hanging out tonight. He's like, don't do it. All you're going to do is watch a bunch of porn. And he, this guy, he's from England. He said, you know, watch a bunch of porn. You're going to wank your yanker or something, whatever. Mm -hmm. he said. And then you're going to feel like shit, and that's going to be it. Yeah. So, so I'm not the only guy that does that. I'm, I'm sure there's other guys just watch that, that do the same thing. I wish now that in, in, in rehabs that deal with drugs, because drugs and sex go hand in hand a lot. They need something like yeah. what you teach. They need something like what you teach, like you said, to to stop viewing sex as being, oh, I gotta get high. I go to a strip club. I, it could be something more sensual, something more right. relaxing, not just a not yeah. just a procreation thing, like you said. Right. Well, and I think that starts as we were saying um, back with education. So starting early and teaching kids about their bodies and how they react and teaching kids tools to deal with stress and anxiety. I've dealt with, um, I have several anxiety disorders. I have generalized anxiety disorder, I have panic attack, I have PTSD, and I was on medications for years and years and years. Um, and those medications were just numbing me and preventing me from having panic attacks. Um, but what I ultimately realized was that I wasn't breathing properly. So we're often, um, we breathe um, enough to get enough oxygen to live, but we're not getting enough oxygen often to be thinking clearly. So when we enter these stress response states, our breathing becomes more rapid. And simply by slowing down our breathing, we can slow down our bodies and we can get rid of that anxiety. And that also works for sex because our orgasms are tied to our ejaculation. So if you're feeling, um, you'll notice as you get aroused, you're breathing will also increase and that's um, that causes sexual dysfunction because when you're in that heightened um, state of anxiety and stress you're not able to perform um, you might lose an erection or you might not be able to get an erection at all if you're a woman you're not gonna be able to experience pleasure or have an orgasm so um, just noticing those triggers yeah and being able to slow your body down with your breath using tools from yoga, using tools from meditation, um, noticing and being able to read your body and bring it back to a safe, a safe, relaxed place so that you can experience pleasure. And beginning to teach that early to kids. Yeah. 
Um, that would have been so beneficial to me. I haven't been on yeah. anxiety medicines for um, several years now, and it's it's through breathing control. And um, I, I learned as I was exploring my mindful erotic practice that if I can edge with my breath, or I can delay an orgasm simply by slowing my breathing down, I can absolutely control a panic attack with my breath. Yeah, seriously? Huh. Yeah. Well, my, my watch tells me sometimes too, it says, take breath. Oh, yes, yes. That's true. It, we, the, yeah, it's, um, it's our anxiety. We, when we're not getting enough oxygen, we aren't thinking clearly. We're not performing at our peak levels um, just because our bodies are so stressed and we're in that uh, survival mode. And we can't think clearly when we're in survival mode and we can't function sexually when we're in survival mode. So we can learn how our bodies got to that survival mode and we can calm our bodies down from that survival mode. And those are vital skills to teach kids. Well, can I ask you about a vital skill to teach adults again? I think this is a vital skill for adults too. I didn't know that until I was in my 30s. Well, there, so, so now let me ask you this. We talked about couples earlier also. Mm -hmm. Is it possible, once again, now my, my brain is just gonna be racing all night. Um, is it possible that, okay, one thing that makes, I'm not gonna say guys, you know, I say it used to make me nervous about sex was I always heard of, you know, females can get mad and they get almost there and then you do something different. So for me, whether I'm, let's say I'm going down on a female and I'm, I'm doing it a certain way and she likes it. As a guy, I used to get nervous because she, if, if I change up just a little bit, let's say I was, let's say I was just licking her clip and then I start going faster. She's like, I like that, I like that, I like that. If I slow down just a little bit, it's like, she's like, why do you stop? Why do you switch? Why do you change? So maybe it's a me thing or the female will tell you certain things to do. Even if, there are, even if you're actually having sex, and she'll be like, right there, right there, right there. And if you change up a little bit, she's like, they get mad at you sometimes. Right, so even for, for women, for us, it's hard to get rid of that expectation of orgasm, right? Yeah. So um, lots of women, I, I could only experience single orgasms until I really played with mindful erotic practice and I learned how to experience multiple orgasms and ejaculatory orgasms and orgasms um, from G-spot and just all of these blended types of orgasms and it's difficult for women to get rid of that expectation of orgasm um, and then that that stress response can come in and anger is one of them yeah, so yeah. Um, it's important for women um, for us to get rid of that expectation as well um, so that we don't have that experience so that that can be um, a goal for a couple is to just enjoy each other without the expectation of orgasm because then you're not stressed out and she's not stressed out and you're just enjoying each other and pleasure so do you work with, do you like, so do you work with couples and yep. singles? Awesome. Absolutely. You, you, you blew my mind. I, I've interviewed some people before and I've done some podcasts before, talked about some stuff. You literally, right now my mind is, is a scale of one to 10, it's like at a 15 or something right now. I've actually got a lot on my brain right now. I have no idea what to do. When I, I got off work early, I haven't taken a complete shower yet. I don't know what I'm gonna do in the shower now. I have no idea what's gonna happen. But my mind is racing and- yeah. Well, that's exciting. It, 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 it's, 
I'll probably start taking showers every day now. I know that sounds bad. I'll probably start taking two a day. Um, so we didn't finish the three-minute game. I gave you the first oh. question, but I forgot to give you the second question. That's so up. after, it's okay, because I'm going to, I can explain to you now, because you can incorporate this in the shower later. So after you ask how, um, how would you like to be touched for three minutes, the question becomes, how would you like to touch me for three minutes? Uh, okay. So how, how, how do you, the first one is what now? How would you like me to touch you for three minutes okay and then how would you like to touch me for three minutes okay i have a blog about this you have to go to my website thenaughtyprofessor.com you can reach me by email at ashley at thenaughtyprofessor.com yes you got listen check that out i wish i could print across the screen I'm, this is what I definitely want right there across the screen, huh? That's 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 a three minute. That's the whole, that's a three minute three minute game. Well, it can be as many minutes as you want. Oh, um, you can you can go back and forth, and then you would change roles. So this can be um, a six minute game, or it can be a two hour game. It's however long you want to play. It can be a fully clothed friendly game, or it can be a naked passionate lovers game. Um, it's it's adaptable to the situation. I am looking forward to a sex life, a, a nice sex life. My sex life was basically, hey, I'm do it. I'm taking care of you, taking care of me, I guess. But now it's like there's some, there's some, there's some platinum planning that has to go on here. It's some. Well, it's enjoying. It's being in the moment. So don't don't plot or plan too much. <laughs> oh, do right, do what your body tells you to do. Tantra teaches us that our bodies are wise, and so one of the things I teach people to do is to listen to that. We we ignore that gut feeling. So really listening to what you desire and what feels good, and communicating that um, with your body and your voice and sounds and um, really experiencing sex for pleasure instead of sex for procreation. It's fun. Okay. I'm with it 100%. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. We, we I gotta wrap this up again because we may do another one with Ashley. We may have to do one more with Ashley later on a different date, but we need some more with you because this is so, this is, trust me, this is too important not to be mentioned several times. Um, before we close the episode 153, Ashley, I'd like you to do the same thing and let me know, let them, let everyone know the website and anything else you want to know um, that they should look at or. Sure, I got, I have links to everything um, on my website, my blog, I have a YouTube channel where I demonstrate male and female pleasure techniques as well as explain some somatic sex as well as tantra practices. You can go to thenaughtyprofessor.com. You can also email me at ashley at thenaughtyprofessor.com. Okay, well what I'm gonna do also is I will be putting that stuff in the description of both podcast episodes here so that people can get the same information that way also. Great. So, once again, thanks for doing two episodes. That's a double header. We had a double header. See, we extended it. We edged it. Kind of, we kind of edged it. Right? We did. We edged. <laughs> we, we delayed <laughs> the climax. <laughs> Ashley Ryan, everyone. Hmm. It's been a pleasure. It's been actually a, a literal pleasure.
Likewise, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> and I will just, this is the only pen I'm going to use from now on, too. This is my pen. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ashley. And as a wrap, um, once again, website, one more, this too, but say, say a blog, say what's, what's the naughtyprofessor.com or email me, Ashley at the naughtyprofessor.com. There it is. Thank you, Ashley. And we will connect up and do this again sometime, okay? Wonderful. <laughs> Be my pleasure. All right. Well, Mine too, Ashley. That's a wrap episode 153. 154 is next. And as usual, I have no fucking clue what it's going to be about. But what I know, I'll let you know. And it may be Ashley Ryan. So, thanks, gentlemen.